Stop the music yeah. and I want Callum to do spoken words about how he's feeling about going to America. Okay. I have never been on a flight as long as what I'm going to be on on Friday. How many how hours? long is it? It's nine hours. Uh, actually, I what? think it's, it's nine and a half there, but only eight hours, 15 back. Uh, it's quicker going back. It's downhill. Yeah. <laughs> that what's the what time the... when you arrive there? Are you going to be jet lagged? When we arrive in America, it will be 7 p.m. Their time. Yep. Their time. So we leave Ireland. Uh, the flight is at 2.50, so three o'clock Irish time. And we land in uh, Orlando at 7 p.m. That's good. Their time. Yeah, it's not bad. So you, you basically, the time difference is five hours. So when we land, it will be midnight here. Uh, or roughly at night, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, midnight. So mm. I suppose it will be a long enough day. But this what, is emotional. What, I didn't realize it was so far away. I thought anything on the East Coast was just five hours. But it's at the bottom. Yeah, I suppose. Because um, I think you actually fly over New York. And then it goes down. Yeah. So they don't just go directly across. There was was an option uh, when we booked you, because we booked you with a travel agent, and it was like 100 quid cheaper to uh, transfer in New York. Mm. Uh, But we decided against it, one, because I've never done international transfers before, and Jess doesn't really like flying, so I just thought, we'll pay the extra 100 quid, take the same flight, and yeah, 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 yeah. laughing. That's right. Peter. Nathan. Do you have anything to say to Callum? You've been working with him... For nearly eight days. Eight whole days. Yeah. I say it has been a joy. Been we a just blast. say Callum is always organised, always in control, and he feels like you're in safe hands. I'm it feels sorry. like... How much has Callum paid you to say that? <laughs> I always... I will not be saying that. I didn't have a producer. I've never had a producer. What's it like having a producer? <laughs> Fantastic. He's more you my to do that much. He wakes me up and feeds me a sweet... I love having a producer. Callum, will you move to my show? Uh, <laughs> if I can have the same money, then it, yeah, maybe, because then I won't you have get to get paid. up. As a, yeah, apparently. Um, <laughs> one thing that you haven't really seen this week is I do have to, like, mother Nathan a lot. Yeah, a lot, like, he burps me. <laughs> I can see that. If I shot myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, he mothers me generally actually outside of the studio. I do worry because this is the longest that I've ever had off. I worry about if you ever have printer problems. Yes, printer I, problems. I'm the printer man. Well, let's be honest. You have to uh, mother me as well sometimes, and I go on holidays because I don't know how to set my out-of-office email on. <laughs> do you do this? I, I, to- I told Well, Graham's- Callum does it for me. Well, yeah, I told Graham when he went away to put his out-of-office on, he yeah. was like, ah, no, I'm not going to yeah, put it Yeah, he said on. I'm going to be answering emails. Yeah, it's, it's like, like oh, Graham, who are you going to be Actually, I, I want to see where is Costa Rica. I want to say Costa Rica Callum. is just it's Central America. Is it like near Brazil? Callum, yeah. Yes. I asked you to help me with the email, and it hasn't worked. Has, has it still not? No. It's just I, comes... If anyone can help me, well, there's no point because I'm not going to check the emails with Callum away. But <laughs> look, the thing is. My email keeps saying I have like 76 unread email messages and I don't. You don't? Well, do you want to know how many unread email messages I have in my Gmail? Go on. Take a guess. Right, it's going to be in a the thousand. thousand. It's going to be like 3,000. 
7,206 oh. unread emails oh, my Gmail. Oh, you're, you're a pig. That's yeah. dirt. Why that's do you do all, that, Peter? Well, like, they're all of those promoting the emails. Yeah, you just, just don't like, just know. I do, I've done no, that. You it's don't. come down a lot. I'm very annoyed with I'm that. actually going to be very close to Graham because he's going to be... Yeah. Uh, he. I, when does he fly back? Is it the weekend? I think so. He said yes because the final day of the season mm. um, Up is, in the sky. Yeah, so I'm actually, I'm actually getting very close to him. Callum, if you saw Graham in the airport... Would you creep up behind him and put your hands over his eyes and go, guess who? <laughs> yes, but then he would punch me. You have to change your, your accent. It's guess a good giveaway. How you guess this who? Is this Graham Norton? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Graham, Graham. Graham. oh, there we go. That was nice. Callum, it's very emotional. Uh, Nathan, you're making the podcast over the next two days. So yes. good luck if there's Expect music chipmunks. everywhere. <laughs> 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 Do I start to be in at 610 tomorrow morning? I'm going to rip roll. Ah, no, have the day off. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I'm boss, it's a real fun day. You deserve it. All right, guys, listen to the podcast. Enjoy it and have fun. Fully charged with Graham and Nathan is on. Producer Callum to the checkout. Can we please have Producer Callum to the checkout? I'm here in real life, but my body and spirit are not here. <laughs> it's still in bed. Good morning. You oh. certainly look like you're still in bed, Callum. <laughs> I was going to say, were you partying till Five in the morning. You look rough. Dishevelled. Well, I just had a very late night sleep, so today is my last show until June the 7th. I'm sorry. You have the best agent in the world. I have the best agent in the world. I'm going to Orlando tomorrow, regard, uh, depending on a positive, a negative <laughs> COVID test. No positive, otherwise I'm staying here. Uh, but last night, as you heard in the sport there, my beloved Nottingham Forest were playing in the playoff semi-final second leg uh, against Sheffield United. I didn't get to bed until just before midnight. Oh, that's not good. Ooh. I've had about four hours sleep. Well, look, we're going to go through the game because I didn't watch it. Did you, Peter? I actually did watch it. It was a good game. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, well... I stayed up. I was in bed by about half... Half ten, quarter eleven? See, well, I was celebrating. I was okay. going to say, the thing with you, Peter, you're so good looking that even when you're tired, <laughs> you have a great glow. <laughs> well, myself and producer Callum, if we don't get eight hours, we look like Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> So in five minutes' time, Callum, you'll talk us through the experience of cheering on your favourite team. Yeah, I won't bore you with much of the details about the match, but I'll just talk about how I feel now. It's the Fully Charged Daily Podcast with Graham and Nathan. BB Web House on Fire on Spin this morning. It's Peter and Nathan on Fully Charged. I'm telling you right now, producer Callum's apartment was sizzling last night. It was burning with joy because... You were watching your beloved Nottingham Forest. Yes, it was the playoff semi-final in the championship. So when you win two semi-finals, you go to Wembley. And if you win the match at Wembley, you get promoted to the Premier League. Oh. Oh, now, they're not there just yet. So what happened was Forest uh, were 2-1 ahead on aggregate from the first leg. So if you don't know how like two-leg football matches uh, work, you carry the score over from the first leg over to the second leg. So yesterday, the game basically started as Forrest winning 2-1. You must have been confident going into the game. I was confident because Forrest were playing at home and they generally have a good record at home. They don't generally let many goals and we've not lost at home all year. Like, it was it was very good. I was very confident. Now, I won't bore you with too many details of the match, but it got to the end of 90 minutes, the regulation time of football, and the aggregate score was 3-3. I have to 
say, I was very surprised because you sent us... Sorry, my keys just fell out of my pocket there. <laughs> you sent us in a <laughs> meme of Wayne Rooney walking, wearing a blazer. And yeah. I think it was something like... Okay, I'm going to substitute geography uh, teacher. Yeah, Because yeah, he's doing the, um, the Wagatha Christie uh, trial at the minute. Yeah, and I thought, for a man who's watching his team in extra time, yeah. you seem very relaxed to be able to still be on Twitter. Well, when I sent that uh, picture, they were doing all right and they were actually winning at that point. But yeah, they lost on the night 2-1. So it went to 3-3 on aggregate and then it went to a penalty shootout. Now, I don't know, Peter, if you've been in a, in a room when Graham has been watching football. Oh, God. Uh, I have been in a bar, I think, but it's not in like horrible. a small room. Graham gets so shouty, so angry at the TV. It's like he's in the stadium. Can I just say, that is across the board on all my friends who are Liverpool fans. Really? Yes, all of them. They're very passionate. They're very passionate. They all scream at the TV. Every single one of them will go mad. But then friends who are fans of other clubs will just be like, oh, no. Yeah, well, with United now, we're so used to disappointment. <laughs> I just turn off the TV. Whereas when I'm, watch- when I'm watching in the stadium, I'm like that because I'm surrounded with my friends. I'm surrounded with other Forest fans. I'm getting excited. But when I'm at home, Jess was sitting on the sofa to me. I just wasn't saying anything. I was like on the edge of my seat. But <laughs> my heart was going like, I wish I had my watch on because my blood pressure was going through the roof. That's not good for me um, and it got to the penalty shootout so it was 3-3 after extra time so they played 120 minutes and it got to a penalty shootout now the thing with Forest is they don't get to many finals or games where they have penalty shootouts Liverpool and, Man- uh, and Chelsea got to the penalty shootout of the FA Cup at the yeah. weekend and they kind of in those kind of games a lot so they kind of know they're what- used to taking penalties yeah. whereas with Forrest is, I think the last time we had a penalty shootout was like eight years ago it's a long time so you forget and all form goes out the window anyway I can't believe it out of the four penalties that Sheffield United took against Forrest our goalkeeper saved three of them oh, and they were good. unbelievable saves the first yeah. one was the best uh, he's a fantastic goalkeeper and he's, he's a bit of a madman as well. So I'm delighted that Forrest are going to Wembley for the first time since 1992. Incredible. And if they win that, it'll be the first time Forrest have been in the Premier League since 1999. But my big issue, the final, is when I'm in America. Are you oh. serious? Yeah, so I'm not going to be able to go to the game. So if anyone knows anywhere in Orlando in Florida <laughs> that will be showing an Nottingham Forest game on next Sunday, please let me know. Did you pick up the statue in the game? So the guy who scored the goal last night, or the first goal, which is yeah. a great finish, Brennan... Johnson. Brennan Johnson, right. He scored in last night's leg. He all scored in the first leg. Yeah. And the last person to ever score in two legs was his dad oh, who David was also Johnson. sitting in the crowd amongst the fans yeah okay, it's well, a real family affair help out producer Callum if you know anywhere where he can watch the game in Orlando <laughs> let us know 87 103 I'm going back to sleep it's the fully charged daily podcast with Graham and Nathan it's safe to say one of the best foods around has to be the burrito oh for years I used to just go for the burrito bowl but recently, oh, really? I'm back on the burrito train. I went from burrito to burrito bowl, then had a burrito a couple of weeks ago, and I'm going back to the burrito. Will I tell you why <laughs> I stayed away from the burrito for a long time? It was because I found it very messy. I kept dropping the rice and the guac on my knees. But it's inside the the foil, though. If you hold it neatly, you can keep it together. Yeah, but there's certain burrito places around town which create a very wet burrito. So you have things dripping from the bottom of the... 
the foil. But also, I just used to find how I ate the burrito. It always opened up and food would leave it. And it would create such a mess. I'm delighted to tell you that a group of engineers, they have created an edible sticky tape. Okay? They've called it tasty tape. It's made (laughs) of food-grade scaffold and an organic adhesive that makes sure the beans, rice and guac stay in the burrito. It's like a black tape that you can eat. Like the thick masking tape. Yeah. It just looks like seaweed in your burrito. It does look like seaweed. It kind of looks like sushi. Do you know the way how that keeps everything in check? Now, the students, they've declined to kind of say what the secret formula is because they want the to... Krabby Patty. <laughs> yeah, another concern. What's the secret formula? Is it poisonous? But they said they will be revealing in a few months what the secret formula is. They just want to make a lot of money from it. Who yeah. knows? Maybe a billionaire like Elon Musk might buy this tasty tape. They're right too, though. Here's an issue that I have with Don't. that. And me and Nick, who work in the office, the resident Australian, um, frequent a place in the city centre that kind of toasts the burrito. Yes, I know the one. That seals it all together. But it still does kind of... The non-sticky side kind of still does fall apart. It's wet. I would worry that with that tape, you need it all the way round. I think you do. Sorry, can I ask? Is the tape on the inside or the outside? It's on the outside. And I saw a picture of it, and it's a tiny bit of tape. Yeah. But I would agree with you, Producer Callum. I think you need to wrap it around like a belt. But then it looks like sushi. And is it just holding the, the, the last folding over bit closed? Yes. But can I say, what's wrong with sushi? I love Uh, love sushi. sushi. I love sushi. Uh, Do you mind if I go on a tangent very quickly? Not at all. Now that we're on the topic of tape. The other day, I purchased solar panel light bulbs, all right? And I wanted to hang them outside the shed in the back garden. I thought it would look really nice. So I went to Woody's and I picked up this black duct tape. And I went to stick the light bulbs on the shed, all right? I'd never done this job before, but it seemed pretty easy. I had the little bits of tape and I'm hanging the light bulb and out of nowhere, I got the shock of my life. Didn't I see a small little cat pop its head (laughs) over the top? hiding on top of the shed I literally shrieked dropped the light bulbs and ran into the house it was the most terrifying thing I'd ever seen did you break the light bulbs oh no thankfully they landed on soil but imagine just putting up some light bulbs and you see these tiny little eyes above a shed peer down at you are you thinking it was a person yes I did I can just picture the puss and boots cat from Shrek peering over the top oh my god it's aged me terribly but uh guys keep an eye out for that burrito tape I might give it a go. Keep an eye out for cats in your shed. <laughs> soon they'll get, soon they'll give us their secret ingredient for the tape. We can make our own. It's the fully charged daily podcast with Graham and Nathan. Oh, I'm looking forward to this. The showbiz shootout. This is where Peter and I each have a showbiz news story, and then at the end, producer Callum. A.K.A. the big, bad, American-bound sheriff decides which one is better. Last time you're in the saloon for a long time. I, I'm relocating <laughs> saloons to the American saloon. Uh, what are you going to do when I'm not here? I don't know. Because the next two days, there's no cover for me. And yeah. then when uh, Graham is back next Monday, uh, Orla is coming to cover for me. So, any? are you running lawless? Yeah. We well, might be lawless tomorrow on Friday, Peter. I'd say so. 
We'll play the Wild West in here. We'll, just we'll play this theme tune for the whole show. <laughs> we'll just have to decide which story is better from ourselves. Selves. Yeah, we, we could get the listeners to text yeah, in. We could do that one. Good. Yeah, we'll do something. Here, look, I'm going to begin. Do you remember Liam Payne at the Oscars? My God, did he have a strange accent. I believe whatever he felt that he did, he had the right to do. I also felt there were three losers in one fight. He didn't know, being Chris Rock. He didn't want to do what he had to do, being Will Smith. And she did nothing, being Jada. And Now, he did say afterwards that that day he was hanging out with a Scouse, a Liverpool man, and... Um, a Welshman, A Welshman, and I also think a German guy. So he said, you know, he just inherits all these accents when he's around people like that. I can tell you, he's not the only One Direction member who has a strange accent. No. Harry Styles. Oh. He put out an interview that he did with Zane Lowe there yesterday. It's over an hour long. I watched around 40 minutes of it. Wasn't bad. Yeah. Wasn't amazing. He was just promoting his new album, spoke a little bit about the One Direction days. It's a very long interview, isn't it? It's extremely long. Was there any, like, bits in between, or is it just him having a chat? Like, just him like an Oprah interview? No, it's just him having a chat beside a lovely mountainside, swimming pool in the back garden, roaring fire. Oh, it sounds cosy. Has everything. It was really cosy. But I'll be honest with you, I found it difficult to watch at times because Harry Styles has such a strange accent and I don't think I was the only one that thought that. Have a listen to Harry speak here and you should be able to hear an Australian twang to his voice. I feel like I'm able to celebrate the moments that should be celebrated. I don't feel so relieved, kind of like, that could have been really bad. Like, it's really good and that is really fun. And uh, yeah, that yeah. could be really good. You can really hear that one. Yeah, but at least that's more possible than Liam Payne's. Probably all over Twitter, people were saying, "Absolutely losing my mind over Harry Styles' new accent this morning." What on earth? Someone else said, "Obviously, I adore Harry Styles, but why has he got an Australian accent all of a sudden?" Then another person says, "I'm watching the Harry Styles and Zane Lowe interview, and I have one problem with it. Can Harry just pick a damn accent? He's either..." English, American, or Australian, just pick one, Mr. Styles. Well, he's dating uh, Olivia, Olivia Wilde, Wild. who is American, American, so that could be rubbing off. Yeah, maybe. What? Where did the Australian come from, then? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, just a mixture. It's a cocktail of accents, but you know what? When you look that good, you can sound whatever you want. Maybe he's practising for a new role or something. Um, right, I have this one here. The headline for this, I love Ed Sheeran so much, I'm having a baby with his look-alike. Goodness. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and Ed Sheeran, superfan, is having a baby with the pop star's spitting image doppelganger. And I have seen this man. And do you know when you look at something real quick and look away, you think it's a normal person? Is it just a guy with red hair? It is literally Ed Sheeran. Are you sure? Yeah, just a little bit more baby you're looking than him, but it is Ed Sheeran. I swear to God, That okay? is quite creepy, isn't it? So uh, Amanda Barron, she's 37. She used to joke that she would marry Ed Sheeran one day in her life. And after this year, she has married the doppelganger. They're having their first ever child together. She is a mum of four, and this guy's called Ty Jones, 27. He works as a full-time Ed-alike. That's what he's called. Not a look-alike. He's called an Ed-alike. And they met at an Ed Sheeran gig. Of course, they met at an Ed Sheeran gig. And she goes, I always wanted to go out with a ginge, and now I've got the best one. 
apart from the real Ed, obviously, and they're expecting a lovely baby girl in July. I wonder if he can sing this lookalike. Well, they said they play Ed, Se- Ed Sheeran songs to the baby. Now, Sheriff, not to be controversial, yeah. but would you call this a showbiz story? Uh, I would. It's got Ed Sheeran in, even though it doesn't have Ed Sheeran in it. It's, it's very confusing. But you know what? I'm feeling controversial. What? Peter gets the win I'm this morning. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, the last time in a while, Sheriff, you did something like that. I just, I like if you're if you look alike a person, would you really embrace it? Because I would, I wouldn't like the attention. I'm sure if he really looks like Ed Sheeran and he gets stopped in the street and stuff, I'd hate that. Yeah, it wouldn't be nice. But well, I just love the way he's called an Ed alike. Yeah, <laughs> an Ed alike. It's brilliant. Well, thank you, Sheriff. We're gonna miss you. That's okay. I won't miss you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fully charged daily podcast with Graham and Nathan. You gotta get it wrong. You gotta get it wrong? You gotta get it wrong. You got to get it wrong. Let's be having you gotta get it wrong. This is where all you have to do is come on and get questions wrong in a minute. I have to tell you something. I'm proud to put my name to this show, Peter, because hell of a prize up for grabs this week. Yes, we do. We got two tickets to the script and Ella Henderson at the Tree Arena on June 14th. Oh, come on. Standing at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Together we cry. Boom, <laughs> boom. Um... <laughs> Slow down. Why <laughs> down? Why am I thinking of Paolo Nutini? I'm they, sure they could do a is cover. Is there Stuck in the Middle or, or song? What's it stuck called? Stuck in the Middle with You. No, that's not the script. No, but there is a Give song with Stuck or something in it. Um, Superheroes. Going back to the corner. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah there. Where they first saw you. Yeah, so many great songs. You could be seeing them if you top our leaderboard. <laughs> Aaron is playing this morning. All right, Aaron. How's it going tonight? What's the crack? Uh, things are going swimmingly. Thanks for asking, Aaron. How's uh, the form brilliant. today? Ah, uh, brilliant. Yeah, not too bad. Thank you playing on the Wednesday night ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the plan today? What are you doing? Uh, I'm just at the room and at the job here now. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, Where are you working? On the plumber. Lovely. Uh, What's the job today? Uh, well, we're just fitting a heating system into a house at the minute over in uh, Stony Bad. We've done a few bits today, so... Busy, busy. And is, is that heating system connected to the solar panels at all? No, not yet. Not yet. We're not there yet, unfortunately. Can I ask you a personal question, Aaron? You can indeed. What's the must-have thing in the home this year in terms of plumbing? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest with you, Nathan, as an Irish person, and we all love our tea, yep. uh, the, new, the new things coming in at the minute are the boiling taps. Have you seen them? Have oh, you? No. We have seen them. We, we used, used to, to have, have one in the one, office. Yeah, one upstairs. You know, on the kitchen sink where it was like the hot tap, oh, and then yeah. the cold tap where the hot tap was boiling, but it never worked, and then they got rid of it. Well, my, uh, my issue with that, Aaron, is that water drinkable? Absolutely, yeah. It has a, it has its own tank and it has its own filtration system and stuff. So when you put the tap in, it's like pretty much an instant cup of tea every time. That's you that's what we had when I first joined the company. We didn't have any like hot water boilers. So if you wanted a, a, a cup of tea, that's what you used. Um, oh, well. Aaron, do you remember when producer Callum revealed he used to drink uh, the water from the bathroom tap? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we doing there. He said it was a lot crisper and that was cooler. Like three years ago now. I haven't done it in ages. People don't forget. <laughs> I would agree. 
Oh, Peter, no. I love the bathroom tap point of water. going back there. Look, Aaron, you're on to play Gotta Get It Wrong. Peter, do you have the rules for my boy, Aaron? Aaron, we're going to put one minute on the clock. you got to get as many questions wrong as possible. There is no repetition. Your answer must be in relation to the question. And you've only got a couple of seconds to answer before the buzzer comes in and we move on to the next one, okay? Perfect. So currently on top of the leaderboard, Aaron, is Neve with 17. So you need a big score here. You have to get 18 questions wrong in a minute. That's a tough one, but I'll give it a go. Believe in yourself, brother. All right, let's do it. (coughs) How many nostrils does the average human have? Name a Brad Pitt film. Uh, How many armpits does the average human have? Nine. What noise does a fish make? Uh, What's mackerel a type of? Uh, dog. What is salmon a type of? Uh, cat. Who is Stacey Solomon married to? Bradley. What nationality is Johnny Knoxville? English. What's 77 minus 8? 44. 19 plus 10 is 29. True or false? False. What's the capital of Egypt? Dublin. What sport does Mo Salah play? Rugby. What actor played Mrs. Doubtfire? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Sing a Bob Marley song. Sing a Carly Rae Jepsen song. I don't care. How do you spell the word hose? F-O. What rhymes with the word nose? Black. What year are we living in? 2024. What's the main ingredient to mushroom soup? Hey. What? Uh, broccoli. What day is tomorrow? Okay. Oh. This is going to be very close, That's Aaron. a tight one there. A couple of, Ooh. like... Incorrect ones, but yeah. it's a lot harder than you think it is. Oh my god, isn't it? I remember oh, it at the yeah, beginning 100%. when you passed the Brad Pitt film, I thought, Oh no, oh no, you can't yeah, be doing no, that. I, I, Oh, I couldn't believe I had to pass that. That's the letdown that was at the show. There was a moment I thought there was repetition because I heard Brad Pitt twice in my head and I was like, well, I don't know if he said it twice or you said it once. Yeah, right. no. Yeah, we did. We have your score. So you needed to get eighteen questions wrong in a minute. Do you think you did that? I don't. I think I got sixteen, seventeen. Is even. I can tell you, you came on this morning, and you got eighteen. Go on, Aaron. You did it. Fair play to you. It was a slow start. But you got ha- going. Happy days, happy days. Well, look, have a great day in work, and it was great to chat to you. Thanks, mate, and I love you too. See that, the lads. Have a good one. It's the Fully Charged Daily Podcast. With Graham and Nathan. I want to ask a rather strange question this morning, and before I reveal what it is, I want to just say you're in a safe place. We've created a very non-judgmental environment. But this morning, I do want to ask you, have you ever had head lice as an adult (laughs) alright let me tell you why I was in the shop last night and in front of me in the queue were two parents and I was doing a thing that I like to call eavesdropping (laughs) eavesdropping for content for the show now one of the parents said that there was an outbreak of head lice in their children's school a few weeks ago and they in fact ended up getting head lice Uh and I was thinking Is this something I have to worry about? Head lice. There's so much about COVID. You don't want to catch COVID. No one's speaking about head lice. It's the new pandemic. It's the new pandemic. (laughs) I haven't heard of it since I was in like primary school. Yeah, I think I did catch head lice when I was a child. But as an adult, would it be different? I have shorter hair now. I didn't think it was possible for adults. For some reason, I just never thought adults would get head lice. 
Does it hurt having head lice? Do they bite your skull? Scratchy. It's itchy, I think. I'm picturing head lice right now as a bug crawling across your forehead. Can you see them? Can yeah, you like, see head Just lice? like little centipedes crawling to your hair. They oh. kind of seem a bit oh. cute. Oh. That's right. It's just gone eight o'clock. It's really just grossing Ooh. me out. Do you, th- do you think you can adopt a head lice? Like a little <laughs> pet? Yeah, you can get cages of them at home and you can feed them with those little things you feed hamsters with. <laughs> I really want to know this morning if you had head lice as an adult because I've so many questions. What's the treatment? Can you pull a sick day? I suppose the office don't want you in there if so, you yeah. have bugs crawling around your head. 087-711-1038. Please WhatsApp us in. You can also send us in a WhatsApp voice message. Love to hear from you. We want to know. How do you know if you have head lice? There's a lot of questions here and I said earlier, this is a safe place. Come forward. If you've had head lice, we want to hear from you. A very safe place indeed. We have a few voice Voice notes in. This one is from Kira. Hey Finn, how are you? Um, you're very lucky. So today I'm going to share uh, a very horror story with you that I, uh, 29 years later, live with. Um, I remember I was in, oh, I think it was not senior infants, like junior, senior, first class, one of those uh, classes. I remember my best friend at the time, but I remember just like staring into her, like just like chatting to her. Um, beside and suddenly I sw- I'm not lying I swear like this big monster of a thing just crawled across her forehead and I was like oh my god I'm going to have to hug this girl after school and ever since then and, like, and then it turned out she did have head lice ever since then I've been freaked out about head lice like they're huge don't know what was in her hair but I'm going to try avoid it uh, if I can. Oh. Uh, see, that's the thing. Do you know the way someone might tell you if you have something stuck in your tooth? Yeah. Do you tell <laughs> someone if a bug has crawled across their forehead? Do you know what? You're really stressing me out because as soon as you start mentioning... I'm like, itchy. I, I'm itchy. I, and I apologise if you're listening, if you're driving and you're itching. Please just be I'm safe. I'm sorry, Callum. You have lovely clean hair as well. I, I wash my hair every morning. I have a lovely soft head of hair. You really do. I'd love your hair as a pillow or something. (laughs) Do you know, I don't know why, but my ankle is starting to itch. Now, does the head lice ever move away from the head and go down to the leg? Depends because they're called head lice, aren't they? Yeah, but you know. Leg lice. Ankle lice. Ankle lice. It's a brand new (laughs) pandemic. (laughs) Check your ankles. Uh, Right now we have Cara. Cara, did you get head lice? I didn't get the headlights but some of my friends did because we were working at a summer camp and a bunch of the children got the headlights and um, it passed on to the counselors and it was all very dramatic like every piece of clothing all the bed linen and all had to be taken out of the bunk and completely washed that day and the kids were like not allowed to leave like the little nurse's station in case they gave it to anybody else oh and right then, yeah it was all a bit wild how did you manage to avoid it I was with younger kids in a different bunk. I had like the eight-year-olds and these kids were probably 11, 12 that got it. So you're saying... So I'm at, I, I would say... The older kids are the dirtier kids. Apparently, it's actually kids with really clean hair. So I'm oh. not saying anyone's dirty. Oh! <laughs> so they like the clean nest of hair. And when you get these head lice, how long are they in your head for? I think if you catch it quickly, like you can wash it out that day, but you have to do like loads of special treatments. Do you know? Like I the actually. I googled head lice there and I was imagining just a very cute little insect, maybe a wood louse or something 
they're quite revolting looking. You can see their guts, their internal organs. They're completely clear. It's like white specks on the hair. That's when you look through a microscope, though. Oh, yeah. There are only little black dots on the head. Are they little black dots? Um, I, I, I think so. I really don't know. I think they're little white dots. Little I white dots. Them. So I didn't, I don't know, but just my friends had it and it was very funny. God, I tell you, anyone with dandruff this morning is now thinking, oh God, maybe I have a nest up there. Well, thanks so much for sharing, Cara. Look after your hair. You too, guys. So I'm looking here at uh, the life cycle of head lice and apparently, how long do they live for? Max, apparently according to this, 32 to 35 days. Years? Did you (laughs) say Years, yeah. 35 years. You still have them up there, Nate. Now, 32 (laughs) to 35 days and there's a long haul process for them. They're at their, their biggest there during their 16th to 19th day. Ah, their birthday. Just had a a message in from Shannon there on WhatsApp. I apologise if you're eating. Nathan, are you sure you don't have scabies? What's scabies? She says skin, isn't it? Itchy ankles is the first sign and she works in a pharmacy. Scabies and rabies. I'm frothing (laughs) at the mouth. You are frothing. Uh, Just the size of them here. So there's a picture of it. I think you see there, Nathan. I feel like I'm doing the show with David Attenborough this morning. I am David Attenborough. So if you take the size of a matchstick head, not the red part of that, they're about a fifth of the size of the matchstick head. I want to hear more of these headlights horror stories. Oh, 087-711-1038 Have we even spoken spoken about the treatment? It's the treatment. (laughs) Treatment. We'll get to that in just a moment. We are doing all the hard questions this morning on Fully Charged here. How long do they last for? 36 days? 32 to 35 days. Oh, thank God it's not years. Now, we did get a WhatsApp voice message in from Kathy. Guys, I'm absolutely raging with you. You're going to ruin my morning now. My head, it feels like it is crawling. Anytime that lice is mentioned, I get a real psychosomatic reaction to it. Uh, But based on real, actual happenings and real fear, um, working with children, there's always a risk. You hear it's going through the ranks. You do a load of tests. You stay away. You keep your hair in ponytail. um, But it's not enough. So, yeah, you just got to be cautious and treat um, but I think as much as I hate head lice living with bed bugs was worse I, I think like the treatment we didn't touch on the treatment I think it's like shampoos and these mad little yeah, combs. Have, like, combs to catch everything it's really just stressing my head out do you know here. what my ankles were itchy a few minutes ago yeah, so now got- the back of my head and my nostrils are itchy oh they're migrating so- <laughs> they're, they're having a great time it sounds like you have a tapeworm <laughs> It's a real holiday. Okay, so what insects are we doing now? Have you ever had bugs or tapeworms? 087-711-1038. I'll be completely transparent with you. We were going to stop asking you if you've ever had head lice as an adult because it was proving to be quite disgusting. I think everyone in the studio started to scratch their head. I started to scratch my ankles. Apparently, I might have something called scabies. Yep. Uh, I won't be going to the doctor as I don't want to pay 60 euro. But we got so many messages in, I think we need to continue on with the topic. They're very intriguing there. We got a bit of a horror story voice note here in from Aoife. My horror story with headlights is that when I was in fifth class, um, a girl used to collect headlights in a bottle cap and we had to switch places for mats. I remember sitting in her place thinking, oh God, what does she have? And then there was a bottle cap like full of mini headlights. And I sprinted out of the classroom. I was petrified because I didn't know what it was. 
But yeah, she used to do that and she did that up until like sixth class. And the teachers kept telling her to stop, but she didn't. Good lord. That's chaotic. That, that is, is real how, chaotic how, energy. How was she getting them out of her head to put them in? I don't know. And were they still alive or had they fossilised? Oh, and what that is other horrendous. things is that person collecting? That really, oh God, that's not Ooh. good for the soul. Uh, Sarah, you have news for us. So I'm an eyelash technician, and I can confirm you can get eyelash lice. Oh my! What? Yeah, um, and but it's the opposite. I had lice. You get them from not cleaning them, and um, so I like don't stress enough, like with my clients' face, wash them because some people do be afraid not to wash them um, in case like they don't last as long. And but you have to wash them, otherwise you get lash lice. And how do you? Dust and if girls wear makeup and it's the collective of all the, the different dust that gather and they get lash lice. All right. How do you clean your eyelashes? Well, when you have eyelash extensions for certain cleaners, you can get, like, shampoos or else the best one is, like, you know, the Johnson's Yellow Baby Shampoo? Yeah. Just that one with a bit of warm water and, yeah, like, the eyelash technicians always give, like, a little brush to brush them and you just basically brush it through. Okay, and there we it. go. And so, so Sarah, it's simple little steps to protect it, protect it from getting lash lice because I wouldn't say they're very nice to deal with on your eyes. Well, I was going to ask, have you ever had it? No, God, no. Are you sure you don't have it right now? <laughs> well, oh God, I hope not. I can't be talking about it. And Sarah, maybe you could help us. What will I do if this afternoon I'm looking at Peter and I see some um, eyelash lice come from well, his eyelash? What, what's the etiquette here? Please tell him, because I think you can actually spread uh, eyelash lice as well. Jeez, imagine if this building was rampant. Rampant with all lice. Imagine seeing Pat Kenny downstairs. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have the confidence to go up to him. Uh, Pat, uh, you used to be a big fan when you hosted the Late Late Show, but you've stuff coming from your eyelashes. <laughs> You're full of head lice and lash lice. <laughs> well, Sarah, thank you so much for educating us this morning. No we'll problem, make sure. The country of Ireland all wash their yes, eyelashes. All right. <laughs> See you, Sarah. It's the Fully Charged Daily Podcast. With Graham and Nathan. I tell you, what would we do without Kellogg's? Because they are fantastic. I have some news for you. Kellogg's GA Cool Camps are back for the summer. They provide primary school children aged 6 to 13 an action-packed, fun-filled week of outdoor activity all across the country this July and August. And you can check out gaa.ie forward slash Kellogg's Cool Camps to see more and register for this summer. So to celebrate the return of Kellogg's GAA Cool Camps, we've got 200 euro to give away plus a Cool Camps kit as well. To register to play, all you got to do is send us a text or WhatsApp us the word CAMP to 087-711-1038. We'll call someone back. There's no tricky questions and you'll automatically win that Cool Camps kit. T's and C's apply. You're damn right. There's no tricky questions here. I was in a board meeting the other day. There was around 100 people in suits and they were saying tricky questions. We're going to be asking tricky questions. I banged my fist against the table and I went, no. No tricky questions. No. This is fully charged with Graham and Nathan. There will be no tricky questions here. Um, As I said that, I was holding a football. Um, What we did is we went down to the second floor of this building. I don't know if it was allowed looking back. And we got people to take penalties on me. I was the goalkeeper. So what we're doing is you have to decide if 
this person has scored a penalty against me or not. And so far this week we've had... It's been one all, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's one for yeah. one. You've saved one. Uh, you saved pieces, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, you saved mine. I went straight, uh, I went straight down the middle. Not I know, good. Not yeah. good. And then Johnny in news yesterday went kind of down the middle, but he nutmegged you. Yeah, yeah it was but a great thump. But he also, the other thing that was unfair is that Nathan stood backwards to the penalty taker. <laughs> well, I thought my father was behind me shouting that he loved me, and that's why I turned so quickly. So, yes, what's up the word camp right now to 087-711-1038 and we'll be chatting to you very shortly. Those prizes could be yours. We're trying to win it this morning is Irene. Hello! Hi, how are you? Oh my! Yes, it's happening! <laughs> a ball of energy this morning. And Irene, you're going to turn into a bigger ball of energy because by just coming on, you have won that Kellogg's GA Cool Camp kit. Woo! <laughs> Yeehaw. I can see it already. You're going to look fantastic in that kit. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and Irene, now we could make you even happier. We want to give you 200 euro. But what's going to happen is Music Man Gav is taking a penalty on me. And all you have okay. to do is, you know, tell us, do you think Gav scores a penalty against me? I don't think he does, Nathan. I think you're far too good. Oh, thank you very much. I do have the wingspan of a mangy pterodactyl. <laughs> now, I should say, if you're wrong, Irene, the money is going to roll over to tomorrow, but let's hope you get it. So you are saying okay. Music Man Gav is not going to score a penalty against me? No, I don't think so. <laughs> let's find out. The record so far this week. Scored one, missed one. Gav from Music. How are you doing? Wednesday's not a good day for me. Gav plays the hits, but can he make the hits? Here we go. Is he going to score? He steps up to the ball. He goes quickly. Oh, Nathan doesn't move. Nathan does not move. I tell you, Irene, it hit me in the knee and I thought oh, my knee was going to bleed or something. It really hurt. You're so brave. Oh, I did it for you. I, I really <laughs> wanted you to win the money and fair play to you. You've just won 200 euro. Irene, oh have, my a, God. Yes, have a fantastic day. You deserve it. Thank you so much. More chances to win that again right across the weekend. Also, you can check out gaa.ie forward slash Kellogg's Cool Camps to see more and register for it this summer. It's the Fully Charged Daily Podcast with Graham and Nathan. <laughs> Navos, believe me, it's 9.38 on Fully Charged this morning and it's time for this. I can't believe I've just been asked to do this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Nathan O'Reilly, the host of Countdown on the radio. And that Pete is the wrong button. Oh, this here. is an absolute here, press dog the eject dinner. Look, there, we're back to here again. I said a few minutes ago <laughs> that because they don't have a host of the TV show at the moment well they have this guy Colin Murray who's going to be covering for a few weeks I wanted to use this as my showreel to send over to Channel 4 and already this has been an absolute disaster but let's carry on if you don't know what Countdown on the radio is, we've just robbed the TV show. We're trying to make the biggest word possible. Peter, you're going to be playing. Producer yep. Callum, want to hear from yep. you. And you listening, get involved. I'm sorry to ruin your opener there. Oh. I pressed the wrong button. We were doing so well for I eight days. I tell you, what's up your biggest word to 087-711-1038? And please include your name as well. Peter... What do you want? Consonant, vowel, let's kick off. Consonant, please. F. F. Consonant, please. 
G. Val, please. O. Val. E. Consonant. R. Consonant. L. Val. E. You have two more. Come on. I was just thinking I got something there. Um, (laughs) Can you please stop cheating? Consonant. M. Is that M for mother? That is. And another bell. And that is O. Okay, 30 seconds on the clock. Let's do it. So the letters once more. F, G, O, E, R, L, E, M, O. And the number is 087-711-1038. Please what's up here. Big word and name. There was a little groan coming from producer Callum. Now it was an O. A little O. An O. So the letters again, F-G-O-E-R-L-E-M-O, and we're looking for the biggest word that you can make out of that. Yes, all right. So how big is your word, Peter? You look half asleep over there. <laughs> um, five. Five? How big is your word, Callum? Uh, I've got six. I've just seen a fantastic one from Gemma as well. Fair play to you, Gemma. Peter, do you want to first give us your word? Fogel. Fogel. How do you spell it? F-O-G-L-E. Don't even know if that's a word, is that's it? That's a name. You can't, you use, can't use names. names. What's Countdown. It's got to be a word in the dictionary. You're banned. Fine. Memo. Memo is my next Memo. Um, <laughs> you can't use Memo because you've used M twice. You can't use oh, M yeah. twice. I told you I was bad at this game. I tell you, this man is an imposter. Man, if this is Hangman, I'd be hanging you quick. <laughs> uh, I have. Uh, I've got one that describes someone in this room. I right, get it on with it. It's a six golfer. Fair oh, that's play. me. G O L F E. Oh, yeah. that, was, that was my next one. Peter is our resident Tiger Woods. <laughs> uh, Gemma has said leg room. <laughs> leg room? Sorry. One, one two, two, three, three four, four, five, five six, six, seven. seven. You're That's done, a fantastic right? one. L-E-G-R-O-O-M. Really well done, Gemma. You know what's Gemma. mad? I would have thought that was going to be two words. It leg is. room. Oh, no. I just looked it up there because I was worried. It is one yeah, word. Yeah, you, you use know. it as one. Uh, Anna May has said one. Can't accept this one, but it's a funny one. Elmo. Elmo. Ah, uh, that's great. We're yeah. going to give you a point for that. Fair play to you. You also could have gotten four leg. F-O-R-E-L-E-G. And there's other merge, floor, as we said, golfer. I got fo- How did you miss floor? Yeah, Peter. Come on. I got fog. Did you say? Did you get fog? No, because Didn't that's think a three. So. I got six. How did you miss fog? <laughs> Guys, you're turning against one another. <laughs> and once again, I will not be able to send this to Channel 4. Thank you for keeping me in this country. Right, countdown next week with Graham. He'll be back from his holidays. It's the Fully Charged Daily Podcast. With Graham and Nathan. I want to speak about a lady called Sian Conway. I'd say she wished she was in her house. She was stuck in Stevens Green Shopping Centre for the night. And she ended up documenting the experience on her TikTok. Here's a clip of her stuck in Stevens Green Shopping Centre. Uh, I am locked in to Stevens Green... That little child is wondering why I'm in here and they're not in here. Sir, you do not want to be in here. I am trapped. Hello? How the f*** 
do I get out of here? Oh my God, there's no one else in here. She literally went to every door around the shopping centre and it was all locked. She couldn't get out, but she could see out onto the street, you know, the top of Grafton Street. And there were crowds of people and she was just thinking, they can't even see me. They can't hear me. Did she sleep? In the shopping centre for the night? I think she did. Did she? Like, it's a great shopping centre. Don't get me wrong. I think I potentially would... It would be up there with one of my favourite shopping centres. Stevens Green. The third floor is a bit scary. Yes, I don't tend to be up there. That's an eerie floor. (laughs) Now, Peter, not to put you on the spot, but if you could get locked in any place around Ireland... For the night. For the night, where would it be? I was initially going to say in the cinema, but then I mightn't know how to actually turn on the screens and (laughs) make the popcorn. (laughs) So then I've decided in a Musgraves food supplier. Okay. Because you'd have to try, they have everything in there, so you have to try to survive for the night. And do you think you would sleep on like a massive bag of sweets or something? Well, I don't know. That's the whole point. You have to figure out when you're in there. Yeah. I don't know it would be sweet. No, they all come in boxes, the sweets. (laughs) Yeah, line on a massive cardboard box. (laughs) What about you, Callum? Uh, I'm going to go for a really obvious answer. Uh, very low hanging fruit as you would say Ikea you've got beds you've got oh. sofas you've got the you've got meatballs you're you so boring fill your face That's with so the meatballs hot dogs everything do you know I'm going to give a good answer that I think is creative and it's not low hanging fruit okay. if I could get locked in any place around Ireland the Shelburne Hotel <laughs> <laughs> I would lie do you know what I love out there when you wash your hands after the door they've got hand wash and then they have the hand lotion I would go I'd use a swimming pool I'd be in a king size bed while a servant would feed me grapes <laughs> yeah but like <laughs> you can't get locked in a hotel overnight because they're open 24-7 that's my answer don't <laughs> okay. question it okay. I think it was more creative than Ikea <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Ikea thanks for listening to the fully charged daily podcast with Graham and Nathan Make sure to subscribe to get the podcast sent straight to your phone every day. And catch Graham and Nathan on Fully Charged, weekday mornings from 7 on Spin 1038.